This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Remember lots of armed forces members who gave their lives so that we can have these celebrations and get out and hunt and fish and kick off summer officially with the L.A. CCA Star Rodeo, the reopening of the Red Snapper season. We've got lots of rodeos, including the Grand Isle Speckle Trout Rodeo, and lots of other information coming up to pass along to you this morning. Big news, I guess, this week was the announcement that the possible opening of the Morganza Spillway will take place as early as June 1st. It means some huge impacts to fish and wildlife. We'll kind of preview, tell you what those uh, impacts might be. And they have been released, those top ten boat names for last year. I'm going to throw out some clues and maybe uh, give you a little quiz on a couple of them, your nautical knowledge of what are some of the favorite names people give to their boats. Also, I'm really proud to tell you that our Bayou Wild TV photographer, editor Chris Lecoq, has snagged a silver Telly Award for our Bayou Wild TV show, a feature he did on the pelican, the comeback of the pelican in Louisiana, our state bird. Very proud to tell you about that, as, as well as we'll give you a little preview of what you're going to see on this week's episode of Bayou Wild TV. A uh, well-known fact, Louisiana, yeah, we got a serious nutrient problem. Well, California says they do too, and you may be surprised, and they'll get a little bit of a chuckle out of how differently Louisiana and California are handling these destructive, invasive rodents. A little bit later on, following this show on More Outdoors, we're going to be talking guns with co-host Devin Burgess. He's got a special guest, David Klein, from the National Rifle Association. That's between 7 and 8 a.m. You can listen to it live streaming on my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. That will be followed by the North Shore Fishing Report with host Keith Lusher. That's from 8 to 9. In the meantime, between now and then, we've got live fishing reports. Going to recap uh, my trip. Boy, we had some windy problems this week. No rain, but, boy, the wind sure persisted. It was almost like a March month that we're having here in May. Looks like the winds are subsiding. Will they lay down in time to give you some good, clean water to find some fish today? Not quite sure. We'll find out some more information from our field reporters. Tomorrow's looking a whole lot better. Also, want to remind you, we take text messages from you, the audience, all throughout the program. It's easy to do. Just text us at 870-870. Uh, your message comes directly here to the studio. Unfortunately, sorry, we can't uh, take attached video or photo or audio but we get your message loud and clear. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what you got going on as you listen to the program on this Memorial Day weekend. Looking at your forecast, if you're going to be headed out, today uh, offshore they're calling for east winds 10 to 15. I'm thinking uh, maybe a little higher than that to start off with, 2 to 4 foot seas. I hope that's the accurate forecast. On the inside lakes and bays, doesn't get much better than this in May. Southeast winds 5 to 10, smooth conditions, an average tide range, of just over a foot, 1.4 total range on the on the tide. Tomorrow looking even better, very slight chance of rain. East winds 5 to 10 offshore, seas still holding about 2 to 4, and 5 to 10 on the interior lakes and bays. 
will again generate some smooth sailing conditions and average tide bait is in. This is going to be a great Memorial Day weekend fishing adventure. We'll tell you how to get more involved in it and specifically where to go, what to use, because we got field, field reports uh, coming from Campos at Shell Beach, Tofield Bourgeois, he's over on the West Bank. Uh, we got Jeff Brule with a statewide freshwater fishing report. Darrell Carpenter's down on the island in Grand Isle, which so far has kind of been the hot spot for trout. Mike Gallo, give us a Lake Pontchartrain born Biloxi Marsh fishing report. And Captain Eric Mohabarak going to update us on uh, paddling reports. Got a big demo day going on. If you want to think about buying a kayak, you can go out there and ride for free. Try before you buy. And we'll wrap up our fishing reports with Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. He's down at the very tip, tip, tip of Louisiana's boot. We'll be back with all of that stuff right after this three-minute pause. You are tuned in to the Memorial Day edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, glad to be getting those text messages in. We'll share them with our audience in just a few minutes. But let me get to Robbie Campo. He's down at Shell Beach. And, Robbie, I, I don't know. I'm trying to find something wrong with this weekend, but I can't find it, man. I know we had wind earlier in the week, but this is setting up to look pretty good. What's your wind look like right now down there? Oh, it's it's a little, little light breeze out of the east-southeast, I guess. Um, but, um, well, the only thing I can find wrong with is I'm out, I'm out of live bait right now. I uh, sold them all. Oh, tomorrow. no. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, people lined up to the max. I mean. It's just I hard to imagine. keep them alive, Don. Um, you know, we're losing so many, and um, you know, it's just a it's just a challenge. You know, it's fresh water. Um, I cannot keep them alive in the tanks um, in the bayou, so I'm limited to the tanks that I have just up on top. So uh, that's the problem we're having, and we just can't. Well, maybe you need high rise shrimp tanks, huh? <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. But look, if you're coming in off of five ten. Um, Stop at baiting. They have bait, um, and um, the old golf outlet, which is now Friendly Fisherman, uh, by the Quality Inn Marina. They have Tony Kutchie. They have bait, and uh, they have you know a, quite a few on hand. So last week they didn't sell out. Uh, so if you if you're coming in, you know from the North Shore or Baton Rouge or whatever, and you want to take the 510 exit, you go stop over on Paris Road there and um, and pick up some bait if you're coming down this way. There are so many people down here. I don't believe any of us are going to you know, have uh, bait by the time you get here. <laughs> it's, it's a madhouse. Yeah, well, so like, you, like said, your grandpa used to say, make sure you bring them plugs. He called them plugs, the artificials. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's right. you got to yeah. have that. Well, listen, True. Robbie, not only are you having trouble keeping shrimp live, i got some texters that are, that are texting in and want some tips on keeping their shrimp live, especially the little ones, you know, and aside from, you know, using water from the bait tank, if you if the marine operator will give you some, that's one suggestion. The other is kind of keep that water right. cool, but you got to be careful. You can't get it too cold because if you shock those shrimp, that, that'll put them in the shock right. and kill them. Exactly. What, what other advice exactly. do you have for people when they, when they well, put shrimp in their, their bait wells? Well, what we've been doing, we've been giving, we've been telling everybody to use, um, you know, uh, uh, a closed system where you, you know, uh, like a, you know, the garbage, the Rubbermaid garbage cans that they got with the lids. It's it's called a garbage can. It's really a bait bucket, but it's it's a garbage, mm-hmm. Rubbermaid garbage can, and you know, it's got the spinner pump on the top. You know, just chill the water a little bit. Um, uh, Martin pool salt. Just add a little bit to it if you could get your hands on some. That's what we've been doing. We've been uh, we've been putting 
Martin Martin um, pool salt in the water, and that brings up the salinity a little bit. That helps, Don, but, you know, I don't think there's a a, a foolproof system to keep these things alive. You know, it's just, it's just uh, they're delicate, you know what I mean? They, they, they really are. Um, mm-hmm. And, man, you know, we're having, we having issues. Everybody else is having issues, too, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, well, what it's, about minnows, Robbie? If somebody just wants that live bait, uh, you know, cockahoes, those are good at certain time of year, usually a little bit later than this, but maybe we can force them to take them we, early if that's all you got. I'll tell you what, Don, I, I, got, a, I got a guy who is probably one of the best in St. Bernard Parish catching minnows, and uh, they can't hardly find a minnow around here. Now that the water has gotten so fresh, you just can't find minnows around here. It's, it's you know, man, that's they're more scarce than shrimp. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I don't know if you. Well, it, let me you throw know, a uh, crazy idea out there. Has anybody ever tried cheap goldfish? Ooh, I, I don't. I don't even know if that's legal, Don. I swear to you. Oh, it is. It is. Oh, look, there's there's been there's been a rumor for years, Robbie, that goldfish are illegal to fish with. No truth to that. I've done it. No you truth. Can buy to that. them at uh, yeah. When I go freshwater fishing, that's usually what I use. And they're very inexpensive because really? people buy them to feed their, their their bigger fish in the aquariums. And a lot of the pet uh-huh. stores sell them very, very cheap. And they're easy to keep alive. You don't need any more about the salt content, you know. And I think the fish should eat them up. You know, maybe somebody needs to give oh, that I, a shot. I guess so. I guess so. But um, you know, um, yeah, I, I I used I used that a long, long time ago when uh when I was in high school. I, we did that. We got some from Anselmo's uh, bait shop one time. Well, 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 fish aquatic. They sold all kind of stuff. You know, men. You know, little fish, tropical fish, and all that stuff. We did. We did that. I was fishing redfish, and it worked really well. But I was always told that was illegal. I didn't know that. I didn't know it wasn't illegal. To be honest with you. But uh, yeah, no, I guess you can't look, find it anywhere. That's what time no regulation about. That's what <laughs> you know well, you know, yeah, right. And then look, they got a little bit of flash to them. They should be easy to spot. They, you know, fish hit. Oh yeah, I would, stuff. I would think so. Yeah, it'd be. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a thought. I tell you that it's a thought. Yeah. But look, well, Robbie, I'm sure there's a lot of places. Yeah, down, tell people. Go ahead. If they do come down, and you can come catch our boats are dragging in the midst of go right here between, between Shell Beach and Hopedale. So. I mean, you could pull up to the boat and get some bait. That's not a problem. But we're just out of bait right here, right now. But if you're coming in on 510 and you want to get some bait, stop by David, uh, by Jimmy Dixon and David Dixon's place or Tony Cookie's place and pick you up some bait so you're guaranteed to have it when you get here. So that's my best advice to you this morning for bait. As far as fishing goes, Don, I didn't even get you a fishing report. The fish are eaten up out by the islands. Um, uh, you know, but you got to run. You got to go out there um, uh, from central east. So you know, if you go on, go do that. Want to make that run this morning? That's that's where the that's where the trout are. Um, I think this river water has them all pushed out that way. Uh, far as far as redfish goes, you know, you can catch redfish up in the marsh from Stump Lagoon all the way to Point Lahash. That shouldn't be a problem. So um, that's our fishing report. And they've been catching plenty. They've been catching plenty of redfish up in the marsh. They didn't do all that great with trout during the week because of the high winds out of the southeast. But yesterday was yesterday was a good day. Got the guys that got out there actually a little bit later in the morning did really well to yesterday evening, and I think today should be the same. So um, that's our report. 
Good report. Robbie, there's going to be a lot of people fishing Sunday and probably Monday, too, uh, and this bait situation could change. Why don't you give your telephone number out in case people want to call if they're planning on coming down to fish the holiday. All right. You can call us at area code 504-239-6377, or you can call us at area code 504-239-5165. All right, Robbie, thank you so much, my friend. Y'all have a happy Memorial weekend down there. Okay, you too, Don. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Robbie Campo, one of our Crackfield reporters down at Shell Beach, Louisiana. And coming back after this, Captain Tofield Bourgeois joins us. He's on the opposite side of the Mississippi River. And, man, if he's been able to get the plane out with these winds, I'll tell you that i got really good reports out in the sound where he fishes by those islands. There's some nice big trout out there. Coming back with his report right after this, you are tuned to the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And i got to tell you, uh, southeast winds, 5 to 10, that's going to be on the inside and uh, probably on the outside tomorrow, too, with a tide range of 1.1, a slight chance of rain. The only thing working against you is going to be pretty warm out there. My trip to Cocodrie would have been hot, except for the wind kind of kept us a little bit cool. That can be deceiving, though, because you can get windburn and sunburn uh, very easily when you don't feel it and you're not sweating out there. But I think there's going to be some sweat this weekend, but that means uh, no pain, no gain. you got to get some gain and get some fish. Let's see what Captain Tofield Bourgeois can suggest to us. Captain Toe, what's your plans this Memorial Day weekend? Oh, we're getting ready to head out there because we, uh, we got two planes loaded up. I think we got uh, ten boats today. <laughs> So, along with everybody else in the Louisiana Gulf Coast, everybody's going fishing, I think. So, it's just uh, moving around a lot, Diana. So, definitely, uh, the salinities ain't too bad out there. With the southeast wind, I'm getting to good good salinity levels now. we got a lot of bait showing up. So, basically, all islands are looking good. The only one I haven't spent any time with is Breton. And I, I heard some decent reports of people catching by Breton, but I'm kind of I'm not hitting the same spot twice. I just kind of keep bouncing up and down the chain, moving around, seeing what's going on. But uh, doing good now. Actually, this week, probably the biggest one I released was about six and a half. So um, they got some good fish still out there. And that was six and a half with no eggs. So that was, uh, you know, a good solid fish. So not a whole bunch, though. Ain't like I'm loading up with them. It's just, uh, just uh, probably just a handful, say over four, you know, during because I fished every day this week. So, uh Seeing a lot of things, still catching a lot of redfish out there, which is actually a plus. So in between the in between the trout, we've got some reds moving around the island. So it's a double thumbs up on the island. We're good on that. Uh, inside, Don, doing really good uh, on redfish. Still can't give you a really hot report for speckled trout down here. Just a mixed bag coming in. It's kind of um, they there now. Shrimping season opening up, so I mean the, the lake's pretty stirred up. But if you go spend a little time in Barrettara Bay and you know anywhere you fish on oyster reefs and stuff. You're going to find them. But so, you know, for us right now, um, inside, it's just uh, we're not affected by the river water in here. It's more so all the winds we've been having and, and the trawling season open up. So it's just uh, a lot of chunking, a lot of moving around. So last few days, redfish was great. Trout, memo, uh, actually still catching bass. So in the marsh, throwing spoons, throwing the spinner blades for redfish, catching bass. And, uh, you know, down here in Louisiana, people, that bass becomes part of dinner. So I know the bass guys don't like hearing that too much about, about not releasing too many bass. So, well, some uh, of the bass guys uh, I know don't mind it at all. No, they don't mind oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The same thing with bass, man. I, you know, anything over three pounds, three and a half, I'll let go. You know, just let them, let them swim, man. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to practice that a lot, Don. Like, the, you know, I'm trying to preach my people in the plane, hey, look, if we get something over four, let me get a picture, let it swim. You know, it's so important to leave that breeding stock go. Same thing with big bull reds, you know, 
Texas has a rule of one twenty-seven with one twenty-eight inch fish a year. You know, by tag in Texas, and you know, I get it. I mean, we got to definitely start thinking conservation. If you want to go out there and continuously keep catching fish, you can't keep taking the breeders out. So keep that in mind, y'all. Like this, uh, you catch big fish, you know, be careful with it. If you can, get a picture real quick. Everybody got iPhones. You can get a shot, get a video, show your friends. In you know, two seconds, you can post it. Let it swim. So it's just uh, you got to take care of them, and you got to take care of the small ones too. So the ones undersized, you know, don't slap, don't slap him on the water because you aggravate it because he's 11 and a half inches. You know, take your time because he's going to be a keeper here shortly. So the thing is, yeah. uh, you know, just take care of your, take care of your resources, man. That, that, that's Tofield's inventory you're dealing with there. That's his future, yeah. man. Treat those yeah, kids. Yeah, not only mine, every, everyone's listening. Everyone's that's listening. right. They're Absolutely. The logistics are a little crazy sometimes. I see people getting aggravated with small fish. Hey, I love small fish, and I, I spend extra care, you know, trying to get them out because if they're not hooked deep in a gill where he's going to be crab bait anyhow, take your time, let him, let him swim. So um, overall, like I said, just how uh, about how about hardheads? Is it okay to slap a hardhead? <laughs> I, I would make the tree huggers mad if I tell you what I think about a hardhead. Well, look, I have but, seen I have seen some people do some ooh, ooh, unspeakable things to hardheads. I, I don't oh know. yeah, yeah. I mean, they out there. We need them. You know, they they clean up a lot of stuff. They got a purpose in life yeah. too. They are thick right now, but I'm talking about schools and schools. I'm just piles of them. So it's just uh, they don't. I don't think they have an enemy out there. The only enemy they got is man. The man don't like them. You know, I mean, they uh, they. I've been catching them on top water this week, hardheads. I've been catching them on suspended baits. I've been catching them on plastic. So they don't care. They actually make mm. a good hit on top water. <laughs> you know, they, they, <laughs> they're like, man, it's a good hit, but I don't like the way it sounds. It had a little too much sucking yeah. when it happened. Well, you know, you know they're, they're enough of a headache to deal with in a boat. And when you stand in waist deep in water and they're swimming around, yeah. you're trying to unhook them. You've got to really be careful with those guys. Oh, yeah. Well, that's definitely something we definitely preach. And I'll leave you one little thought, Don. A lot of people are heading out today. So by boats, by plane, you know, you worked all week, you want to get out there. Definitely remember, guys, fishing etiquette. If someone's headed to a point with their boat, the boat, the bow's headed to a point that you want to go fishing, the guy's 300 feet and he's headed that way, that guy has a pecking order, you know. So be respectful to your, to your co-anglers. I always hear this constantly about people cutting off other people and stuff. I think it's this lack of knowledge, you know, of, of just, yeah. you know, just having a little bit of etiquette, being friendly to your neighbor. You know, so definitely, guys, like everybody gets it. We all want to go catch fish. But someone's there, just come behind them. Come back an hour later. That boat will be gone. You know, so. Uh, well, the other thing, too, is, you know, Memorial Day, you got a lot of amateur boaters out there, you know, first-timers, the people that don't go very oh, yeah. often. And then you also got those that like to have uh, too many adult beverages, and they don't use the designated oh, yeah. driver rule. So you got to yeah. be careful of that. And be aware, yeah. the agents are going to be out there. We're just coming off of National Safe Voting Week, and they make an effort to make sure everybody's safe. Right. Oh, yeah. Everybody just be safe, man. Okay. All right, guys. New Yeah, Give us all that social media you tied up in. Tell people how to get a hold of you. On Tuesday is Tofield. You're the most sociable fishing guide we deal with. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Well, that's cool. Y'all check that out. Remember, NewOrleansFishing.com, YouTube, Cajun Life on YouTube. Check that out, man. See what's going on. If you want to get anything set up, man, you can call call Josie. We got an in-house in-house concierge now. Set up facials and massages and swamp tours oh, and Lord. crab excursions, frogging, pig hunts, whatever you want. We got it, there, cuz. I'll take it easy. I'm gonna finish loading this plane up, done, and uh, we'll catch you out next Saturday, cuz. Let it work. 
Roger out. Roger out, Captain. See you next time. <laughs> All right, Don. Take it easy, man. There he goes, Captain Tofield Bourgeois, headed out. Boy, he's happy and pumped up on a big Memorial Day weekend. Ten boats, two planes. They're attacking the fish by land and sea. All right, I'm going to be back with your text messages. Thank you so much. i got two Justins. we got Ann, the tomato lady. Oh, we got little Glenn. We'll tell you what they're doing right here on this big Saturday, headed into the Memorial Day weekend, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You know, every year they come up with the top ten names for boats, and trend used to always be uh, you name boats after women. You had female names, and that's kind of changing. We're seeing a lot of unique names now. And, uh, you know, here's, here's some of the, This is number 10 on the list for this past year. High maintenance. Yeah, I guess that could refer to a boat, but uh, also could be the boat owner's girlfriend or wife, too. I know a lot of those. High, I know some guys that are pretty high maintenance, too. That was number 10. Uh, number 9, a little play on words, why not, K-N-O-T. And number eight, feeling naughty, but not the naughty you think. It's N-A-U-T-I. And then number seven is pretty interesting, Pegasus. A lot of boats being named Pegasus. That is a winged horse from Greek mythology, and supposedly the story was that uh, if it struck its hoof into the ground, it would create a water spring. So it kind of connects to earth and the sky and the water, and a lot of sailboat uh, uses uh, use the name Pegasus. So those are the... 10987, high maintenance, why not? Feeling naughty and Pegasus. I'll have some more for you in a little bit. Also going to have your text messages, but first we've got to pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And checking on our text message board at 87870. Uh, we got Justin from the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. He keeps an eye on it for us there. Uh, he says prayers to those affected by those spillway openings. And, yeah, uh, there's going to be some negative impacts and very few positive. I'll kind of run down those for you after the top of the hour. Uh, someone says you need to reconsider support of CCA. They don't support open water access. What's your opinion on that? Uh, I wouldn't make that generalized statement that they don't support open water access uh, would i like to see them get more involved in it yes but uh, i tell you what it's a very tricky and complicated subject uh, but to pull support away from cca i can't endorse that because they have done so much good in building of artificial reefs they've stepped up to the legislature to fight for limits for allocations for recreational fishermen um, I don't think fishing would be what it is today without the Coastal Conservation Association. Uh, although, uh, you know, they probably could. And maybe we'll get David Cress on, the director for the Louisiana chapter, to come on and explain better their stance on open water access. And, of course, for those of you not familiar with that, that's the private versus public waters controversy that Louisiana is having to deal with where no other states have that problem. Uh, here's another Justin. He's got the have the working on a Saturday blues. Yeah, I know the feeling. Well, you got to work. That's the thing we do to be able to afford to hunt and fish. Uh, here's a good morning, Don, from Little Glenn. He's headed to Mississippi with Dad. He's going to plant some summer food plots and pick up his deer from the taxidermist. What'd you get, Little Glenn? Oh, I know that feeling. You wait a long time, and then, boy, you all of a sudden, there it is, all beautiful and Brings back all those memories of that particular hunt. And we're hearing from Ann the Tomato Lady. It's been a hot week, she said. Yeah, it has been pretty warm. Uh, she got some pretty shrimp trawling this week. 
she's working the Covington uh, Farmer's Market today. Then she's going to be cooking some of that fresh shrimp in an etouffee using those fresh tomatoes of hers. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. And you got to send us some of your tomato recipes, and I'll put them up on our recipes on my website. Right now we got a shrimp and crab risotto, but summertime's a good time for some tomato recipes. So send those to me. You can do that. You know how to get to me on my website. you got an email contact. Here's one that says, how's Delacro looking? Uh, we're going to get a, a report from Jeff Brule in just a minute about some Delacro fishing. Uh, and, again, I uh, want to never forget their sacrifice on Memorial Day weekend. Very, very accurate there. And uh, here's a congratulations to the Fisher High graduates, especially their nephew, Jacob, a.k.a. Twiggy. Well, congratulations, Twiggy. And all those graduates had a lot of graduations. By the way, he's uh, going to serve the country in the Army. Thank you for your future service. All right, here's one uh, morning, Don. Barbecued for Mother's Day two weeks ago. Tried Double D Sausage for the first time. Great product. That's from Damon. I enjoy it, too. All right, we got more texts coming in. Well, I haven't heard from uh, my broadcast partner, Martha Spencer. I know she's probably busy. I know they're trying to get an offshore trip in, and it's probably extremely active down in the Cypress Cove, Venice Marina area this morning. Maybe I'll hear from her. All right, coming back right after this, we're going to hear from Jeff Brule. Get your freshwater fishing update. Things are starting to look good on that side, too. Back with his report right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And looking at some more of the top ten boat names for 2018, uh, number six was More Cowbell, which I didn't get. Somebody explained it to me. There was a comedy skit with Will Farrell and Chris Walken on Saturday Night Live, which unfortunately I do not watch. I'm not up that late. Uh, anyway, More Cowbell. And then uh, number five was Squid Pro Quo. I get that one. You know, life is give and take, and I guess fishing is too. Uh, not too many of those ladies' names anymore like they used to be. I want somebody to text me who can tell me what was the name of the boat that the anglers who caught the largest fish ever recorded in Louisiana history. What was the name of that boat? All right, let's talk to Jeff Brule, get his fishing report. It's brought to you, by the way, by Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. You probably know him for that Berkeley line of gulp baits. They've got them for the crappie, the bass, the inshore, offshore saltwater fishing. If you buy line, you've likely tried it from Berkeley, all kinds. They've got monofilament, braid, fluorocarbon, and thousands upon thousands of different fishing accessories. Everything from a catfish flipper to a hand scale to a fillet knife. If it's made for fishing, Berkeley has it, a division of pure fishing. Jeff, did you ever name any of your boats? Yeah, I have a name for my boat I have now, but I'll probably have to text it to you, and I don't know if it's good to say on the air or not. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have those kind of names assigned to their boats. Jeff, uh, fishing-wise for fresh water, finally, finally, we're starting to get a little drop in the rivers. How, how much has it improved in most of those uh, Florida parish rivers that we like to talk about? Yeah, the North Shore, everything's still stained up, but it, it's real fishable. Uh, it's getting better every day as we get less rain. Now, the pearl is still high. It's around 15 feet, but it's going to have a hard fall this week, and I'm hoping that we don't get a lot of rain events in the next couple of weeks so we get this river back down below 10 feet where we can take advantage of some of this panfish action and stuff. But across the uh, the board up here on the North Shore, you can um, catch anything from brim to bass. The bite's improving. Uh, get out some gulp crickets and a carp for the brim. Uh, got some reports of their bite pretty decent. And then for bass, you just basically throw buzz baits and frogs early in the morning and fish dip, uh, deeper treetops with a Texas rig later in the day. You know, just pretty much slow down. It's starting to warm up. Uh, it gets hotter during the middle of the day, and that bass will kind of slow down with it. 
but I, you know, we, I just keep your fingers crossed we get less water on these rivers. Right. Jeff, you know there's going to be a lot of people if that Morganza spillway is open, and it sounds like it's going to open. going to be looking for alternative places to fish, and maybe some of those bass fishermen might like to try out Delacro and actually catch some reds mixed in there too. What, what's the latest report on Delacro? Uh, good. Uh, the, plenty of reds in the marsh, and you're going to find some bass mixed in with them. Uh, you know, pretty much the high winds this week made it tough down there, but the wind forecast and tide range looks pretty good for this weekend, but next week we've got that low tide range period, which can make the marsh very tough. <clears throat> but you can start with your top waters. You know, frogs are good, Delacro, or any kind of little buzzing top water baits if the water's up above the grass. And then after that, try to weightless stuff like fluke sinkos and trick worms, and that's good for marsh grass because that's, that's where you want to stick around those patches of grass along the bayous and lake shores areas where you got some good scattered grass that's what you want to fish down there jeff what about toledo ben uh you know things have kind of been quiet about toledo ben is that just uh people being tight-lipped what's going on up that way no i'm still seeing a lot of posts of some big bass being caught up there it's just not as um i think it made with all the high water they've had too uh it kind of kills the grass off and a lot of the parts of the lake and it just makes it a little bit harder to find the fish and catch them but uh, main lake points with spinner baits and crank baits are good start points up there. After that, you know, you've got to try the Texas rigs and plastics off channel swings. And then it's a little bit different fishing up there. you got to try to fish depth ranges. you got to get in four to eight foot of water right now. That's kind of the best range to try. But uh, the crappies, I've heard the reports are holding some on the offshore cover, so use your electronics to find them. And live minnows and tube jigs are working good for them. But it's, it's just a different animal to fish than you would fish down, say, a bank on the Pearl River or something where you're throwing at cypress trees. On Toledo Bend, you have to be more of a structured fisherman and know how the water drops off in the channels and what depth they hold in and things like that. And they, you know, there's some good reports coming out of there, but it's, it's, a, it's a tough nut to crack. That's a tough lake to fish sometimes. I'm sure it's going to be a very busy place on Memorial Day weekend, too. Uh, talk about uh, gold spoon fishing, Jeff. How, how do you use them, how do you rig them, and where do they work best? Uh, that weedless gold spoon is one of the just a go-to bait for the marsh areas. It's, uh, it's great for bass too. I catch a lot of bass on it. Sometimes I add a little small curl tail grub or some kind of little plastic to give it action in the back. But it works real well through the grass. You just throw it in there, let it hang up on the grass, and pop it out. And uh, if you, even if you're fishing for bass, you're gonna catch redfish with it. But I usually like to throw it on uh, spider wire with a 17-pound fluorocarbon leader. And another uh, thing I add to it is a good hard hook set. It's got a big thick hook. It, you really got to kind of put the wood to it to, to get the hook in the fish's mouth. But basically just reel it along, let it flutter, let it die every once in a while, and pop it out of the grass when you can. And uh, Like I had one of my sons one day, he said, Dad, how I know when I get a bite? And about that time, the fish just about knocked a rod out of his hand, and they hit it so hard, you're going to know when you get a bite. It's pretty easy to fish to lure. So it's good for all ages, um, and it's a good lure to throw in the grass in marsh areas. Lunkers and Liars having a, a tournament tomorrow. Tell me about the uh, entry fee. Uh, $50. It says at Crawford's Landing, so hopefully they're still having it. The river's still high, but a lot of times those guys will know the river and they'll just go down to the marsh somewhere or cross over and go to the East Pearl. But uh, that's tomorrow morning at Crawford's Landing. And uh, the fishing, they have, like I said, got a low tide range this week, so sometimes you get in some of these lower marsh areas on these rivers that still have some current flow. 
and you'll do real well. You just have to kind of find some cleaning up water and, and move around till you find the fish. But uh, it should be good with the panfish to bass. It's getting that time of year where that it's a good time to fish for them. Good report as always. Thanks for the advice, Jeff. We appreciate it, and we'll catch up with you next time. All right. Have a good holiday. Thank you. All righty. Jeff Brule, our bass fishing and freshwater reporter. Coming up next, uh, the hot spot so far, although other places are starting to come on with these southeast winds now. I'm going to take a little bit of a run to find that clean, salty water. But it's been close in Grand Isle. We'll see if that's held up and what the prospect is for this weekend. Daryl Carpenter joins us next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, got a text in about uh, what effect the opening of the spillway. I'm assuming he's talking about the Morganza this time we'll have on fishing, and I'm going to cover all that for you, all the impacts it'll have right after the top of the hour break. Uh, continuing our naming of the top ten names for boats, number four. This guy who named this boat probably had an opportunity for what you might call a do-over. Maybe it was with boating or fishing or maybe a change in life, a career or marital status, but it's called Second Chance, and I see a lot of those names, Second Chance. Daryl Carpenter joins us now from Grand Isle, and Daryl, do you name your boats? My old, I have never named my boats personally, but uh, my old offshore boat was named Second Chance. Was it? I don't remember that, seeing yeah. the name on it. Maybe you didn't have it printed on there. Maybe you just was a No, it was on, it was on the side of it. it was, was it on it? It was on the side of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yep, the gentleman oh. I bought it from it had fought cancer. You know, much like much of the situation I'm in, he had fought cancer and won, so he named his boat Second Chance. Very appropriate. Well, listen, has the hot fishing still continued down there, or the wind give you guys problems this week like it did yeah, me in kinda, Yeah, I kind of I think I jinxed myself last week when I set a blind hog to find the second side on Grand Isle because then that wind started blowing, and it made us all humble again. <laughs> it, uh, I thought it, I saw a hog a with a cane and glasses on down there. He was looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh. It's been a grind all week, Don, but I mean, we've been able to do it. I mean, we, you know, we went from averaging 60, 80 and 100 fish to, to averaging 20 and 30 because you just had to, you know, you couldn't fish where you wanted to. All you had to do was hide somewhere. Um, I, I will tell you, though, talking about general patterns, what we have seen is those fish have really started. I know some people have been catching them already, but those fish have really started to make their turn toward the croakers. Uh, we we're starting to bait up now with just as many croakers as we do shrimp. Um, you know, the wind died off today. The reports I saw late yesterday afternoon says the beach is still going to be too rough. Maybe tomorrow or Monday. You know, some of your surf fishermen may be able to fish that beach. If they only knew the size of Patton's army that's waiting to get out there on and harass them traveling <laughs> that beach, all, all they're they waiting for is a calm day, man. But, uh, yeah. but uh, like I said, you know, we've been able to – We've been able to put together boxes just hiding from the wind, and you know you're not able to fish where you want. You're able to, you got to fish where you have to. Um, but Don, what's what has surprised me is the quality of our fish. I mean, it continues to go on. You, you'll sit there and catch, getting a school of those little eight to ten inch throwbacks. You'll make a move two hundred yards, and you're catching two pound trout all day long. And and we've had really really good mix of fish and really good quality of our fish. That's outstanding. You guys have certainly been the shining star this year for speckled trout so far. Uh, and with the weather calming down next couple of days, somebody fishing on the island, probably take your advice, fish on the backside maybe today, but tomorrow and for sure on Monday, I think things will be good on the front side. Now, if somebody wants to get in on some of that good speckled trout fishing, uh, tell them how to get a hold of you and set that up. Well, they, they can get me through you at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, RealScreamers.com, or 225 
888-937-6288. Very good. Enjoy your day. Take some precautions. It's going to be a hot one out there today. We know that. We birthday partying it with the family today. Hey, that's also a good, good thing. Thank you, Darrell. We appreciate your reports. Bye-bye. All right. We'll be uh, back after the top of the hour. I'm going to run down a list of some of the things that have been identified as being problematic with the opening of the Morganza Spillway, which appears to be eminent. More fishing reports, bad boys of the outdoors, all that stuff we talk about here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.